Hello and welcome to another episode of A Brother's Creed Podcast, where we're talking about motivation, experiences, and exploring the world around us. We are the Thomas Brothers. I'm Jared. And I'm Ethan. And today we're going to talk about a principle that I think everyone should attach to their own personal creed, and that is the principle of hard work. Indeed. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about hard work, working, working hands versus idle hands. That's right. We're going to talk about the the effectiveness of, of hard work physically, mentally, intellectually, maybe even spiritually, right? There's lots of different aspects. Hard work doesn't always mean just going outside and, and pounding sand Digging for, holes all day. <laughs> for 10 hours a day, you know? So it can mean that, right? But we're going to get into it. We're going to dive in and see how, how we can apply it into to our lives in different ways so that we can t- take advantage of the benefits of working hard. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Spartans, what is your profession? Any man who must say I am the king is no true king. What I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare. If I can change and you can change, everybody can change. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. Well. All right. So when I think hard work, I, I, I think a lot of different things. Uh, some of the, the, the synonyms of hard work that, that I looked up was someone who's diligent, dedicated, industrious, uh, persevering, untiring, or tireless, um, all of those things sound exhausting. <laughs> you tireless? Yeah. <laughs> right. That ship has sailed for me with, with all these kids, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it, is a, it is a principle that is um, that's sought by, by many, but it's not, evenly, not easily achievable. And I think hard work can mean different things for different people, right? So growing up, we... We, we were taught to, and we were expected to work hard. Um, you know, our dad would, um, there was always something to do, whether it was around the house or outside or in the yard or, and it was, it was expected of us to participate in what was going on um, and, and what needed to be done. Uh, you know, our, our, our dad growing up and even now was a, a he was a very, he was an advocate of if, if you can do it yourself, then do it, uh, you know, learn how to do it and do it, uh, which I think has been beneficial in my life. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Uh, me too. One, one thing that, that dad would always say growing up is that, you know, we did some things that were, uh, that were grueling at some points, you know, and, and he would always say, I'll never ask you to do something that I would not be willing to do myself. And, uh, I can remember this one time, um, we were, uh, at, at his, his, his office, he had an, has an office building and underneath the office building, there was, uh, we had gotten tons of rain and, and there was some flooding underneath the office building. And so there was like a, a crawl space that was, you know, maybe two feet t- tall, um, that had been flooded with a bunch of water. And so 
uh, we, we, we went in there and we were needing to fix that water. So we, uh, you know, we're digging uh, trenches. So the water would all seep down to a low spot. And then we had a sump pump that would pump the, that, that water and that moisture out to try to keep the area dry. Um, and it, it was effective, right? What we did was very effective. We put, um, sand and, and, and tarps and different things down there to keep the, the area dry, but doing it was just, it was a nasty, dirty, cramped, dark job. Bug infested. That, yeah. Bug infested that, that really any, you know, 15, 16 year old is not going to want to do. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we were down there and we were, we were crawling around elbows and toes, uh, you know, elbow deep in, 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 in mud and sand and, and, and pushing all this stuff. It was a multi-day event, but we did it. And what we had done was effective. And, um, I remember being done with that and kind of crawling out at the end of the day and of this, this crawl space thing. And I was completely covered in mud dad was completely covered in mud uh you know my even my little sister at that at that point was there and she was helping out too um and we were done and we were just like you know oh man and and actually i think we went home that night and dad took us out to dinner and i think we might we went to the went and saw a movie or something like that it's kind of <laughs> like you know work hard play hard type but yeah um you know th that's maybe an example of uh physical physical work. And, and one thing that it's funny, some people, some people are like, Oh man, I, I just can't sleep at night or whatever else. And I'm like, I'm like, well, maybe you, you clearly haven't spent uh, 14 hours in a day mucking at mucking out uh, houses after hurricane Katrina that are, you know, full of uh, all kinds of nastiness and yeah, you're exactly. so tired that you can barely keep your eyes open at the end of the night that it's like, you'd be lucky if you even make it to your bed to fall asleep. <laughs> um, yeah, that was crazy. But uh, that's kind of the physical side of hard work. The mental side is another example that I have is there was this one uh, girl at work that um, I uh, had had dealings with and different aspects of, of my job and, and categories and things. And so uh, this girl, she just seemed she was always engaged. It, it seemed like her mind just went a million miles an hour. She was always engaged in everything that was going on. She seemed to just soak up information like a sponge. And she had her hands just in, in everything that was going on. It just seemed like she could join any conversation uh, and, and add value because of kind of this, this mental hard work and intellect that she had built and kind of, uh, I guess, kind of presented over time. Um, and, you know, yeah, sitting at a desk all day is not, maybe not physically draining hard work, but um, that was just kind of an example that I thought of that, that anytime she had free time, you know, granted we were in the office anytime she had free time, she wasn't, she didn't pull out her phone and scroll or she didn't do whatever it was. It was, you know, what's the next process that I can help improve or how can I, how can I uh, implement something within my own stewardship and duties to make it quicker, make it easier and everything else. And, and that was always, 
something that was, that was years ago, Mm -hmm. but that was kind of something that I always looked at and said, you know, that is an example of hard work without physical exertion. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of like that mental, mental hard work. So uh, there's just a couple examples that, that I thought of when I first started thinking of hard work. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's, I think sometimes it's easier uh, to do physical hard work uh, than it is to do mental, to do sustained mental uh, hard work. Uh, In some of the stuff that I do, you know, I'm writing lines and lines of code and I'm trying to, you know, query a a certain population or, or find a certain problem. And I'm on like my 200th line of code and trying to figure out how to join different tables and I'm like, it's like building this house of cards in my brain. I'm trying to remember all this stuff. And then I got people messaging me, got meetings I have to go to, and I have to rebuild this house of cards in my mind to, okay, like I, this, I, I already looked at this, I already looked at that. And so sometimes it can be very difficult to maintain that level of flow uh, with just mentally. And, and it's, 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 it would be sometimes easier just to keep digging a shovel and mindlessly doing something, you know? Yeah. You're like, I just want to go like chop down a tree right now and not think about anything. Yeah. So sometimes that mental load can be just so much. Um, but I, I know it's differently for every, every, every person. Uh, I once had a professor that worked on the trading floor, uh, and at Wachovia. Um, and he essentially, when he was right working, when they was started doing in like the nineties, when they started doing these, uh, well, maybe late nineties, these mortgage backed securities, uh, they would bundle them together and then they would maintain the portfolio and then they would sell them off in these different tranches. And his job was to, uh, basically hedge against, uh, this portfolio so they didn't lose its value. And so he said that one time, uh, one of his colleagues was like, Hey, can I come down, come to the, down to the trading floor and watch you for a day? He's like, yeah, sure. Come on down. And he said that like, he's on like three different phones at the same time. Like, Oh, trade, you know, I'll, I'll sell you this one, 25 and a quarter. Okay. I'll sell you this one, 26 and a quarter. Oh, uh, and he's like on hold with like four different people at the same time. And the guy was like, I don't know how you do that, but <laughs> that is insanity. And he's like, yeah, the trading floor is intense. And so you know, sometimes I think, you know, what my mental hardness is like doing code and stuff it can be mentally difficult. Imagine someone who's on the like in the pit doing the options exchange, you know, in Chicago. Yeah. I don't think they have that anymore. But, you know, that's such an intense environment that uh, you know, you'd be exhausted at just after doing that or, you know, on the some of these high pressure jobs. But uh, one of the things that <clears throat> that I think about when I think about hard work is and a saying that I've always liked <clears throat> was that when talent doesn't hustle, uh, hustle beats talent. Uh, and I think that's so true. There's a, uh, When I think about that, I think about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is arguably the best uh, basketball player of all time. And when he was in high school, he actually didn't make his varsity basketball team. Uh, and so he wasn't good enough to make the team. And so he actually – he was n- – he said, uh, whenever I w- was working out and got tired and fatigued, I ought to stop. Um, I closed my eyes and I'd see that list in the locker room without my name on it. That usually got me going again. Uh, that's what he said. 
by the end of his high school career, he was named the McDonald's All-Star All-American. Uh, and he never stopped practicing. You know, his career was just skyrocketed from there. He was such a great athlete. Uh, he would practice during the off season. He would do hundreds of jump shots each day, even in the off season. Uh, Phil Jackson, who coached him for many years, said Jordan became so great not because of his inherent skills. And he said, to be fair, they helped, uh, but because he understood how hard he needed to work to succeed. Uh, and then there's a documentary show I think on Netflix called The Last Dance. It's very good. Uh, it talks about how initially. Jordan was so focused on himself and being the best, and he was coming up and 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 getting these super high baskets in these number of scores in these games. Uh, he was running up the scoreboard, but then his team was kind of being left behind, and then that's why. And then he started learning. I got to teach these other guys to bring them along, and, and that's where you get these, you know, other guys that uh, um, really came along with him, like Scottie Pippen and the others that. Uh, he they they learned together and they became an amazing all star team, uh, and so one other thing that he said about failures that I loved, he said I've missed more than nine thousand shots in my career. I've lost more almost three hundred games. Twenty six times I've been trusted to take the game winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Uh, pushing through failures is part of working hard, uh, not being discouraged, but rather taking failures in stride uh, to get to that next level. And so working hard doesn't necessarily always mean just pushing and grinding and grinding and grinding. Sometimes there's setbacks, uh, and it's just get, st- standing up from those and keep trying and, and persisting. I think that two uh, words, that two attributes that go right along with hard work uh, or, or that maybe are subsets under hard work, or patience and perseverance. Uh, if you can have those uh, you're, and just keep driving, uh, then you will reap the benefit of, of you, what you have sown. You will, uh, the, the parable of, the, of the, the sower, right? You will reap what you sow. And so that's the, basically what hard work is, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. One thing that uh, that I looked into is is what, what is it really that sets a hard worker apart? Um, you know, what are some, some, some actions or some attributes that set, set people apart, set, set hard workers apart. And there was a couple here that, that I thought was, uh, that, that was pretty interesting. And, and really a lot of them made sense, right? That they're pretty, pretty basic, but hard worker, they, uh, they put a great deal of effort into their work, either physically, mentally, or emotionally. We've kind of talked about that. Uh, they put in extra long hours. Um, kind of, I'm sure, uh, you know, Michael Jordan sitting there. And I think, I think he had a thing that he had to, he had to make a hundred free throws every day or something like that. And he couldn't, he couldn't go to bed at night until he made them. Um, hmm. And so, you know, sometimes it took a long time. Um, they work at a, a, a high intensity, completing a large volume of work in a reduced time frame, they're diligent and consistent and maintain a high standard at all times. Uh, they plan and organize their work so they can be as productive as possible. They take initiative, identifying opportunities and independently generating productive work. 
even though they're not always told what to do. They're high, highly focused and have the ability to maintain concentration. I think that's a big one, especially with all the distractions that we have today. They can maintain that focus. Um, and the last one is they keep going and they don't give up. One thing that in, in my journey to become a harder worker, uh, I've been doing a lot of research lately in the past couple of weeks about focus and distractions. And I, I listened to a book the other day um, talking just, I think it was called Focus. And the, the book goes through and it gave a bunch of different ways of, of, uh, of helping you to focus. And one of those main ways was to eliminate distractions. And one of the biggest things was look at your, uh, your phone, right? How many apps on your phone are, do you have like push notifications activated? Okay. Every time somebody likes a picture on Facebook, is it going to ding on my phone that says, Oh, so-and-so liked your thing or, you know, anytime the, the stock market does something, is my phone going to buzz? Or anytime something is just like, you know, w- we live in a world where your phone will tell you everything that's going on. And it's just going to push those notifications and it's going to yell at you. It's going to scream at you. It's going to buzz. It's going to whatever. And so I, I don't, I actually don't like that, but I went through and I turned off almost all of my push notifications from my apps because I don't want to know that I have a Facebook message right now. You know, I, I'll check that at night or when I get home or when I'm done with work, because it was what happens if it pops up and I say, oh, Jared sent me a Facebook message. What am I going to do? Read it. I'm going to either read it or I'm going to say, oh, well, I'll read it later and then I'll put it back down. Yeah. And then now I just lost focus on what I was distracted from what I was doing. Now I have to refocus. Exactly. And so that's something that I've really done. Uh, you know, text messages, uh, are a little bit different because, you know, someone needs to get a hold of you during the day or whatever else, my wife, then I'll, I'll uh, keep my text messages on. Right. But, um, another big thing to me is emails. I mean, how many emails do you get in a day from to your personal emails? A lot. I mean, 98% of them are just complete trash. Yeah. And well, it's like, for me recently, I got with that ring doorbell. You said, did you set yours up yet? Oh, you haven't gotten yours yet. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we got it. And man, like every like if every single package that comes to the door, uh, I I'm on my watch and I can see beep and I can see who who's at the door. Uh, I, I kind of tell myself, oh well, you know, situational awareness, I guess. Uh, but part yeah. of me is like, this is a distraction because if the kids. But is playing- it like a micro a micro distraction that you get? You know, how many of those a day? Yeah, exactly. And how much time did it take you to refocus and everything? So that's just something that, that yeah. I'm kind of mentally trying to do to help me uh, avoid those distractions to become a harder, more efficient worker. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm the I'm same. Oh, some of the things that I came up with is like working harder. Uh, and some of the things I've been trying to work on is work smarter. Not necessarily, I mean, you have to work hard, but sometimes work smarter, not harder. Uh, I remember her like, yeah, you know, just a, a very simple example. When I was uh, working doing construction, the, the guy was like, "Hey, go over there and get all those cement ba- bags." And it was like ten cement bags, and like the first time I went over and like put one on my shoulder, and I was like, "Man, this is freaking killing my back!" And like well, I had to walk like you know almost a block uh, to bring the cement bag over. I'm just like, I'm just gonna get a wheelbarrow and put like five of these in there at one time. It's like this is working harder, not smarter, or smarter, not harder. You know? Uh, yeah. Sometimes I. 
you know, think about that, especially when I'm coding, you know, it's like, well, am I doing the right thing or should I be automating some of this or could I be doing, is doing this manually? I'm always looking for ways to automate stuff instead of doing things manually. So that is a, a, a critical thing. Uh, a couple other ones here. I said, use the best tool for the job. Uh, if you're digging a, digging with a shovel, uh, it's going to take a lot longer than if you just, you know, dig with a backhoe or uh, a skidster or something like that. So use the right tool for the job, and that's often going to prevent uh, you from having issues, and it's going to make you work harder and, and more efficiently. Uh, delegate to others. I think that's part of learning to work hard, too. Uh, if you can delegate yourself, delegate your work, you're kind of multiplying yourself. You're multiplying your own capabilities by delegating work. Uh and then the aggregate of their work will help you um, get more done. Uh, whether that's in your family, like, hey, let's clean the house up, or you're at work, and you're like, hey, can we all work together to do this? Uh, so lots of different ways to employ that. Uh, break big goals up into smaller chunks. We, we've talked about goal setting many times. Uh, that will help you have bite-sized uh, items to accomplish and then when you have a clear direction of where you're going, uh, that way we enable you to work harder. I like I love to-do lists because I, I love crossing them off. It's like therapeutic to me. Uh, and so I'm just, do, 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 do. I'll just go through the to-do list. And I'll say, I got to do this, 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 and this, this. Uh, and then I break it up into such small chunks where during one day I can cross off, you know, half the list or the whole list uh, because there's just such small things. Uh, one thing I like is listen to motivational music. I listen to a, a lot of, a lot of music. Uh, because I'm just sitting at my desk almost all every, all day every day, uh, at least during the week, work day. And then in the gym, I'm listening to music as well. Music can change your mood uh, drastically. If I'm listening to, you know, Jimmy Buffett, you know, I'm like, man, I wish I was on the beach right now. And I'm going to be lazy. I'm going to be wanting to check my phone. I'm going to be wanting to do stuff. I found that uh, whenever I listen to, uh, I love Mumford & Sons. It, just because the music really gets going, it's a kind of this folk uh, uh, music. It, it really moves and it kind of gets me going. And I can, I just listen to it in the background. Or I love like heavy metal uh, type. I don't, I don't listen to the lyrics or anything. I just like, it just is like motivating uh, music. You know, if I'm listening to something that's slow, then I'm just gonna slow down at work too. So music is a powerful, powerful. Uh, way to affect your emotions and help you uh, move the needle and, and, and continue to work harder. Uh, and then, uh, re- like you said, reduce distractions was something that I had written down as well. Yeah. Those are all great ideas. Um, and I, I completely agree with kind of the, well, the, the music one, I, I enjoy that one. Sometimes silence is good, but sometimes music just kind of, it almost helps you get into like this, this, this trance, right. Mm-hmm. That, uh, it just helps you kind of grind through. Um, but yeah, I, I had kind of put together how, how to work hard. There's like five steps to working hard that, that I had found. Um, and the first step is the drive. So this is the motivation, the inspiration, the entire reason why you're, you work hard. Uh, this is the engine that push it, pushes all of your efforts forward. So that's the drive. Next is the plan. The plan, if the drive was the, the heart of your hard work, then the plan is the skeleton of your hard work. This maps out the course, 
The action helps you plot your progress and keep track of what you're doing. Those you are those bite-sized pieces. Yeah. If you, you know, if you want to, uh, uh, you know, clear a forest and you just go in there and, and just start chopping trees willy nilly and, and, and chop halfway through this tree and then halfway through that tree and then halfway through that tree. And then, you know, all the way through this tree or whatever else, then you just have a million different things going on at once, you know, plan. So the drive, the plan, the next one is the grind. The grind is the point when working hard stops being fun and exciting and starts becoming tedious, stressful, and perhaps even discouraging. So that's where like the grind comes in. That's where grit comes in. That's yeah. where, that's where like fun, uh, the, the goes to die. The, the, yeah. The <laughs> fun wears off, right? It's like you, you go to work and you're like, Oh, you know, Oh, digging holes. I love digging holes. But then it's like, you get three feet deep and you're like, Oh, this ground is like hard as a rock. And I'm, you know, it's, it's 102 degrees outside and it's whatever. It's like, yeah. you know, do you have the grit? The grind is pushing through. This is no longer fun. Yeah. Um, and so that's really what separates the winners from the quitters is that, that grind. Um, so the drive, the plan, the grind next is the sacrifice. This is really kind of the, 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 I guess the crux of, of hard work. It's the one thing that makes everything, uh, it makes the work truly hard, right? If, if it wasn't a sacrifice, like, you know, and that could be physical sacrifices. It's making you tired. It could be, uh, you know, hot outside, or it could be, it could be taking your time or, it could be, you know, burning your eyeballs out, staring at uh, 300 lines of code for six hours a day. Yeah, um, that's kind of the the, the sacrifice uh, that really is what truly makes it hard. And one thing that I, I like it that this says it says enduring the strain is the sacrifice. Yeah. It's enduring the strain. I like that. Yeah. So the last one is last one is the payoff. So this is the you know the golden ticket, the brass ring at the end of the uh, at the end of the race. It's um, in order to for the work to the hard work to be worthwhile, mm -hmm. there has to be a payoff, um, and that's that was the accomplishing a, a goal at the end or a milestone. It's kind of like what you said. Sometimes chopping up huge goals into smaller goals. Mm -hmm. um, and once you receive that payoff, then you know what? It kind of makes that hard work worth it. Yeah. And that made me think of, um, you know, I think, I think we talked about this in a previous episode, but maybe not, but I know that like in, uh, some, some POW camps or some like Russian prisons and stuff like that, they use hard work as a, as a demoralization tactic mm -hmm. to, to give prisoners Use, useless work. Yeah. To give prisoners very strenuous, hard labor jobs that accomplish absolutely nothing. Yeah. So there is zero payoff. It kind of takes that whole payoff aspect out of hard work and makes it not worth it. Example of that. Um, you know, here's this massive, uh, massive pile of, hundred pound sandbags. I need you to pick this pile up and move it over to the other side of the, 
the the courtyard mm-hmm. right and then you do it and then what do they say take it back all right now move now move it back yeah right there's the pointless purpose to it pointless work yeah it reminds me of uh, was that Robert Redford movie, The Last Castle. The la- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, the Last Castle, the, where, where he's they like build this, the, uh, the wall in the middle. Yeah. Well, he's this. Uh, he's this general. Four star general. Yeah. Four star general that was got caught up in some kind of. I don't really think he did anything bad, but he, he disobeyed some, disobeyed, yeah, disobeyed an order. An order didn't did send something. his guys in harm's way. So he got sent to a uh, a military prison. And wait to get court-martialed where the the warden of this prison was kind of like a he was initially a big fan of the generals and and wanted to impress him but the general kind of was like dude you're a screwball and and you're a terrible person yeah and so the warden basically changed his tactic to say i'm going to make this guy's life as hard as possible yeah and one of the things that they made him do was there was a big pile of of bricks and rubble and they made him pick up all every brick by himself while everybody watched and move it to one side of the courtyard and then to the other side. And he did it. Yeah. Um, but That's yeah, if there's no, there's no payoff. Then, you know, it's, it's, it, it can break a person whenever you have just working hard to, to work. And, and I think there's a difference so, between, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just, yeah, I was just going to say there's a different hard work does not equal success. Oftentimes. Yeah. Because, you could be the best shovel. You could be the best hole digger there ever was, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be making buku bucks or whatever. Yeah, and so I mean, it, it probably it definitely has an effect on potential success. But you know, you can pull as hard you could tie a rope to a tree, and you can pull as hard as you want, and that's going to be hard work. But you're never going to pull the tree over, depending on the size of the tree, right? Yeah. So. Work harder, smarter, not harder. One thing I, I think I've shared this in, in past episode, but uh, Warren Buffett had graduated when he graduated school. Uh, one of his fellow colleagues, uh, one of one of his graduate mates, uh, went off into the um, an, another line of business. I think he was a doctor or something like that, or uh, something else. And then Warren Buffett went into the finance industry, and uh, he said, "You know, this many years later, he's made so much more money." Not necessarily because he worked harder, but because he was in a little bit faster of a because the boat he was in he was in a different boat, and they was able to go a little bit faster. Yeah. Uh, so they were both doing hard work, but on the finance side of things, uh, it was had much the boat had more potential to make uh, that hard work to be so much more impactful. Um, I, I think when I think about one thing, I, I have a question for you. So you talked about you know, what's your why and what's your uh, motivation and what's that thing, at, that reward at the end? I feel sometimes like at work, when you're on, a, you're on a salary, it's like, well, what's my why? My why is to keep my job yeah. and not get fired. <laughs> I was just about to say that and my it's why like, is okay, to... Okay, so what's your reward at the end? Well, to get the same paycheck that I've been receiving for the past, you know, X many months uh, and to not get fired. <laughs> and, and so I was like, I think that, sometimes in a non-commissioned environment that really kills you're only in many ways people are only working just enough to so that they're not fired yeah well and i i mean i can attest to working having worked in a fully commissioned uh situation that it's 
it, it could kind of be demoralizing as well yeah. because you're, you know, everything is tied to the amount of work you do. And, uh, and a lot of times too, you know, I was out, uh, knocking doors, selling security systems, you know, in my college days. And it's like, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a numbers game. The more doors you knock on, the more yeses you'll get. Well, you know, sometimes it, it, it's different too. It's all about your pitch or your, how you're talking and, or, or yeah. the product you're selling or whatever else. And so, um, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Uh, I had a story here that was kind of an aspect of working hard. Uh, so Ian Fleming, who is the author and creator of the iconic James Bond character, he had a vivid imagination and he had the ability to draw from his years of experience serving as an officer in the British Naval Intelligence. Uh, and he, but he knew writing a 300-page book would require hard work. Uh, imagination and experience wouldn't, alone wouldn't be enough. So Fleming needed a process that would allow him to make his stories come to life on the page. He created a simple one dedicated three hours to writing in the morning and one hour in the evening. That's it. During those hours, he wrote whatever came to his mind, whether it flowed well or not. While he was writing, he never went back to check his words or fix an error or validate a fact. There was time for that later. He just focused on his process, which was writing for hours and putting away his work at the end of the end of it. The simple process yielded him 2,000 words a day, and in six weeks, the new James Bond novel was born. Uh, so I like this one because it's about setting milestones or, or commitments on a daily basis. Like, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to accomplish this much today. Uh, and then working towards those small victories so that in the, in the end, uh, you have a large victory. So I love that aspect of working hard. Sometimes it's using time blocking, which is essentially kind of what he was doing here is using a block of time where I'm just going to focus, be fully focused for this time. And then I'm going to relax and, and, and not wear out my brain. So I liked that aspect of hard work. Sometimes in that, you talked about that one step, the grind and then the sacrifice. Uh, Sometimes when you're in the grind and it's feeling uncomfortable, sometimes just stepping away for 10 minutes to take a walk or just get a drink or a snack, coming back to it with fresh eyes that can make all the difference. So, but sometimes I, I'm tempted to be like, "Oh, I've got to grind. I've, I've, I've got to get this. I've, I've got to sit here and find out where these ten cents, this ten cent difference is coming from, and this reconciliation." You know, uh, I, I've been there before. But you just got to step away sometimes and then come back and just get some different perspective. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. I had uh, <clears throat> a couple quotes about hard work that that I liked. Um, one is from Teddy Roosevelt. And this is standard quote, but uh, is nothing worth having comes easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought it was an interesting one. And then there's another quote that, uh, well, I'll ask you this question. Do you know the difference between try and triumph? The umph. A little bit of ump. <laughs> and so I always like that quote. The difference between try and triumph is just a little umph. That's nice. Uh, so. <laughs> this is like something a, a, a football coach, would, a high school football coach would say. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's uh, and and then kind of the opposite of hard work is what laziness or uh, we kind of talked about idleness, idle hands. Um, idle hands are the devil's you know, the, play shop. Or the yeah, devil's. yeah, 
said the devil finds work for idle hands. That's what they always say. What did uh, our parents always told us? Uh, you know, nothing good happens after midnight, right? So that's kind of kind of goes along with that, right? So uh, it, it's said to idleness, basically, in this whole, you know, kind of the 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 devil finds work for idle hands says that uh, shows that believes that people who have nothing to do will likely get in trouble or they'll commit some sort of crime or yeah, just get in, get into mischief or whatever it may be. Also, I think that just like being a man of action is so powerful in this world. We need more men of action that are going to do something. And there's so many distractions that bucket people uh, into situations where their hands are idle and they're doing nothing. I mean like, well, maybe not physically idle, but maybe they're playing video games all day. They're, they're just checking out of reality. Uh, and then they're playing video games all day or they're addicted to something or they're just drinking all day or they're on their phones all day long and and, and it's distracting them and taking them off course so that they can't be hardworking because they're just spinning their wheels and being idle. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, all right, I've had days where, well, for, for a high-level perspective, I feel so much better at the end of a day that I got stuff done versus a day that was just maybe I did work, but it seems yeah. wasted because you didn't really get anything done. Yeah. Uh, you get to the end of the day and you were just like, man, what, what was today for? It was almost like I, I will never get this day back and I could have done so much more, but I didn't. Yeah, exactly. And so, for me, there's no better feeling than getting in bed at night, you're tired, and you say, man, I got a lot done today. No better feeling? Well. <laughs> Close second. <laughs> uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. A feeling fulfilled with a good day's work, uh, that is absolutely, uh, well, I would say a, a good day's work, a balance of fun, and, and also work. I mean, that's my ideal is to, you know, work hard and then have some fun and uh, on the same day uh, to have that balance and to feel accomplished is very rewarding. Yeah. Well, and I think too, it's, yeah, it's not always like, oh, I worked today, but it was, you know, on a, you know, we had that episode about uh, kind of what we've been doing. And one of the things was me and my triathlon. Yeah. I remember that, that day I did, I woke up early, I had that triathlon in the morning and then I went right from the triathlon and I came home and picked up my son. And then we went and I coached his soccer game. And then right after that, we went home and I think we went and did something else. And it was just like, it was a busy day, but there was, it, we got a lot done. It was just, it yeah. was hard work in the, in the sense of like, there was accomplishment that was being done. Yeah. And it was fun. I enjoyed it all. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so hopefully, this is something that, that you can apply, we can apply to our own personal creeds of the, the principle of, of hard work and, and whatever it means to you, right? Find out your, your, your reason, your, your why, and, and your drive, your plan. And then remember when you're in the, the grind of things, remember that the, the, that sacrifice will potentially have a payoff. That's exactly right. Well, you know, this has been uh, a good reminder of of how, what it takes to to work hard, and also give some great tips on how to continue to work hard. So, 
Uh, thank you for that. For all those listening, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we are coming up on our 100th episode soon here. So if you have any ideas what we should do for our 100th episode, let us know. We're, we're still mulling around some ideas. Let us know on, on social media. We're on uh, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, just reach out to us uh, and let us know what you think we should do. So we'd love to hear it. And thank you for listening today. And let's build that crew together. All right, let's do it.